So today's episode is going to be a little bit different than normal, and that is because I just released a video inside of my membership training program, Digital Missionary Academy, where I teach Christians how to be active in their faith and lead people to Christ using social media, about social media apologetics, about how to be confident when you're uh, engaging with people that aren't Christians online about God and about defending your faith. And I thought it would be really helpful to share that with you because it's one of these things that all of us encounter from time to time, right? Where you get into a conversation with a family member or a friend or a coworker, or you see someone post on Facebook or Instagram and you want to have a healthy dialogue with them and really challenge their view of God because you know that it's not correct. How do you do that even when you're not a master apologetics debater, all right? How do you do that? How do you go about that? How can you be confident even when you don't know all of the answers? That's what I dove into in this particular training video. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna play the audio from that video here on the podcast. And I would encourage you to really pay attention to the three things that I mentioned, because these are three things that not only will serve you well on social media, but will also serve you well in general. And if after listening to this episode, you want to continue to learn the strategies that are currently working online as far as sharing your faith, as far as making disciples, getting the gospel out there, and being able to be a light in the world, then you can just go to digitalmissionaryacademy.com and you can start a free trial and you can binge all the videos. You can check them out and see if it's something that you want to continue to invest in. So you can go to digitalmissionaryacademy.com or you can click the link in the show notes for this episode to start your free trial. And I hope that you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. I'm Travis Albritton, a former rocket scientist turned digital missionary, here to bring you the bite-sized tips and strategies you need to become an effective Christian. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's jump into it. Hey guys, I hope you had a fantastic weekend. Welcome back to Digital Missionary Academy. And in this week's episode, in this week's video, um, we're going to be talking about how to be confident when you don't know everything, which is all of us. <laughs> no one, even the best Bible scholars, even the best uh, you know, uh, apologetics experts don't know all the answers. They don't know the answer to every question. They don't know how to answer every single person. Um, and I think that can be a source of, uh, you know, it gets us off of our game to, to think, okay, well, because I don't know all the answers, maybe I shouldn't speak up at all in case I encounter something I don't know. I don't want that to hold you back. I don't want that fear or that anxiety to keep you from being very vocal, being very active in your faith. And so in this video, I'm going to share some things to think about to remember that should give you confidence to push into those things, even if you don't know everything, because you don't, and nobody else does either, even the person that thinks that they do. So uh, so we're going to talk about what to do when someone asks you a question about God or the Bible, and you don't know the answer to it. All right, that's what we're going to be talking about. The first thing that you should always do is say, I don't know, but I'll find out. That is the answer. Whenever somebody asks you a question about God or the Bible and you don't know the answer, that is what you say. I just gave you the line. Just copy and paste it from this video <laughs> into your, your uh, you know, response or your comments or whatever. <clears throat> I don't know, but I'll find out for you. And that does a couple of things. One, it guards you against being a know-it-all Christian. Nobody likes a know-it-all Christian. Nobody likes a Christian that pretends to know everything when 
you and I and the rest of the world know that they don't, all right? Um, we certainly don't want that to be uh, said of us. And the problem with being a know-it-all Christian with pretending like we know all the answers or, or coming off that way, which can feel like we're trying to be confident, right, is that it makes it, number one, hard for people to relate to you. It's very hard to relate to people that don't admit fault, that don't admit that they don't know everything, that are confident to the point of arrogance and are proud about it. It's very difficult to relate to those people. And so if you're trying to help someone grow closer to God, and all they see is this perfect image of, you know, that you're putting off this mask, this act, this part that you're playing, because you think that's what they need, that's actually really intimidating. Because they're looking at you and the front that you're putting on, and they're thinking, there is no way I could ever do that. There's no way I could ever be that. So you're actually setting them up to fail because they think that the only way they can be a Christian is by being perfect. But when you demonstrate humility, when you say, I don't know, but I will find out, that also gives them permission to not feel like they have to know all the answers. And we're actually gonna, we're gonna come back to that at the end of this video, all right? Um, so that's the number one thing. The, the number one reason you don't wanna come across as a know-it-all Christian, and that it's actually to your advantage to be humble when you don't know the answer to something, is because one, it makes it hard for people to uh, relate to you. But then number two, it sets you up for failure. Because if you come across as someone who always knows the answers and then you get found out or exposed, then the game is up, right? You now have lost all your credibility because you've positioned yourself as this person who knows everything. And then it turns out you didn't. Turns out you were a fraud. Turns out you weren't the expert you were pretending to be. And so I'm just telling you, don't feel like you have to know all the answers. It actually is a disadvantage to you to pretend to know those things. Now, if you know the answer, share the answer. Like, don't feel like you have to pretend to not know the answer to create this false sense of humility. This isn't a technique or a, an angle or a strategy to manipulate someone. That's not what we're talking about. If you know the answer, share the answer. But if someone asks you a question and you don't know the answer, don't feel like you have to know the answer. It's totally fine to say, I don't know, but I'll find out and I'll get back to you, all right? So don't pretend to be a know-it-all Christian. Number two, don't be afraid to be stumped by someone who isn't a Christian. Don't let that fear hold you back. Everyone will encounter at some point in their life a, a uh, competing belief, we'll call it that, whether you're a Christian or not. Uh, and you have to decide what you're gonna do with that competing belief with that new knowledge. I don't know if you remember uh, what it was like to believe in Santa Claus. If you were raised, raised in the family where, you know, they taught you that Santa was real and that he brought presents on Christmas and those kind of things. It's kind of hard to remember, but there was a time where you had a crisis of faith when one of your friends probably at school said, actually, Santa Claus isn't real. That's just your dad or your mom leaving presents under the, under the tree and writing Santa instead of their name. And that was probably a really traumatic day for you, right? To think, Santa Claus isn't real? Like, I totally thought it was real. What is going on? And there is this fear, I think, of Christians, uh, you know, putting themselves out there, engaging with people that aren't Christians, that the non-Christian is going to tell them something that's going to invalidate everything that they believe. And so rather than putting yourself out there, and having that opportunity to learn that Santa Claus isn't real, it's much more comfortable to 
you know, kind of stay in that that zone of, well, I just kind of like am confident and comfortable with everything I currently believe, and I don't really want to test those beliefs. Um, but here's the thing that you should always take confidence in when it comes to this. People throughout history have come up with all kinds of arguments and logical fallacies and contradictions in the Bible that disprove the God of the Bible. Okay? It's just a tale as old as time. As long as people have not wanted to follow Jesus, they've come up with things to to say or uh, uh, to, to lob at Christianity in the hopes of invalidating it and rendering it a false religion. And there's a good chance that if you engage with somebody online that thinks for themselves and is well-educated and does not necessarily uh, subscribe to the Christian faith, you're going to get some of that pushback. And they're going to ask you some of those really hard questions. Questions like, how does a loving God, as you propose, allow childhood starvation in poor countries? Does he not love those children as much as he loves your children? Why would he, why would he allow that? Why would he allow so much suffering in the world? Explain that to me. A God that loves people as much as you say he does, why does he allow so much suffering? It seems like he wouldn't, right? It seems like he would actually want to show love by not putting people through that. What do you say to that? That's a really hard question to answer, (laughs) especially in the wake of a tragedy. Like let's say there's a, a mass shooting or a natural disaster And you're like, how did, you know, this act of God, this hurricane, this tornado, this tsunami wiped out these people. Was it because God was angry with them? How does that jive with the things that you say God is? That is a tricky thing to answer. It does not mean that there isn't an answer. It doesn't mean that you can't find a good counter argument to that. But you will come up against stuff like that. And you should not be surprised when you're stumped. Mm -hmm. When they say something, you're like, actually, I have to think about that. I'm not really sure and answer that question. But don't let it discourage you because there's one thing, there's an ace up your sleeve that uh, they can't refute and that no one can refute and is actually totally invalidates every other argument, which is that Jesus rose from the dead. <laughs> there's a reason Easter is such a big deal. Jesus predicting he would rise from the dead and then doing it means that he is in fact the son of God and everything that he says, we need to take at face value. Game over, checkmate, like that is it. If Jesus rose from the dead, it doesn't matter if we don't understand why God allows suffering. It doesn't matter if we don't understand why God is going to, you know, bring people into heaven, some people into heaven and then other people who have never heard the Bible preached to them go to hell. Like we can have those conversations, we can have those discussions, but it does not mean that God does not exist right? Because if Jesus rose from the dead, that's it. God is the God of the Bible is the real deal. And we need to follow him, even if we don't understand what's going on, even if we don't have all the answers. All right. So you should feel confident that even if you feel like you're going to get stumped, even if you're afraid of getting stumped of like being exposed as a Christian, who doesn't know enough by someone who is an atheist or agnostic or a Muslim or Jewish. Um, don't worry about that because you can rest on the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. And that is the only argument that you ultimately need, not only to win them over to Christianity, but also to maintain that stable foundation of your own faith, all right? Um, Because Jesus rose from the dead, after saying that he would, everything else becomes moot. 
when people ask hard questions, don't feel like you have to always have the right thing to say. Totally fine. We're just kind of wrapping up here. Um, And there's one proverb that I want to share with you that is one of my favorite proverbs in the entire Bible and I think really speaks to this heart of not feeling like you have to know everything, like you have to know all the answers and that it's okay to be humble when you don't. Proverbs chapter three, verse five says, trust in the Lord with all your hearts and do not lean on your own understanding. (laughs) How ironic. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. So I hope that encourages you. Even God does not expect you to have all the answers. God does not want you to lean on your own wisdom and understanding. He wants you to lean on him. He will bring will bring refreshment to your bones and healing to your flesh. How encouraging is that? So I hope this was helpful for you. If you've ever wondered like what to do if you get in a situation where someone asks you a question and you don't know the answer or how to be confident and still rest on solidly on your convictions without feeling like you have to be a know-it-all. Hopefully this video was super enlightening for you. If you have any questions at all, feel free to drop a comment below this video and I'd be happy to help you. Uh, Whether it's myself or somebody in the community, we will be here to help you every step of the way. Well, have an amazing rest of your week and I will see you next week. That's it for today. Don't forget to take advantage of this week's free resource by clicking the link in the show notes and be sure to share this episode with your ministry leader, a person in your small group, or just a friend from church. Thanks for listening to today's episode and I'll talk to you soon.